0: I think we just have to lean into it.
1: Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> people drink things on podcasts all <laughs> people the drink time. Things
0: all the time, but people have better microphones than we do. That's true. <clears throat> Alrighty, I guess we should start. Welcome back to Artist Crush with Lee Harrison Daniel. That's me. And this is the podcast where I interview other emerging artists, theater and otherwise, about their lives and careers and thoughts and feelings. And I am super stoked for today's guest. Uh, You know him, you love him. It's First Kiss Theater's resident cis man, Max Berry. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. How's it going?
1: Good. Little, I feel like I can't even say a little tired at this point because that's since that's my regular response. I think I have to just be like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Doing good. It was rainy and gross today. So glad to be in a nice, warm, dry space. Yeah.
0: We're sort of taking the pot on the road today. I'm at Max's apartment. And um, there's a lot of Spider-Man merchandise in that you are wearing a spider man shirt and you just showed me a Spider-Man poster that you have. Oh would yes. you say... Oh, would sorry. you say that that's sort of a creative uh, influencery right now?
1: Spider-Man? Yeah. Um I think, well, this shirt specifically, if we're gonna loop a bunch of different things in, My dad does this thing where he'll just buy, like, a shirt or, like, a cool, like, graphic, uh, tee or something. And I'll be like, that's cool. And then it shrinks in the wash and he just gives it to me. So this was my dad's shirt that then was given to me. So he buys a lot of Spider-Man things. Um, or was this? Yeah, no, this was. Um, but I think he bought this for, uh us going to go see a Spider-Man movie together because we go and wear shirts. So not as much of a creative inspiration in that, like, the story of Spider-Man is, like, oh, I'm doing this. Um, But in that, my dad, who is one of my kind of, like, creative inspirations, gifted this to me, who then I can now, like, be, like, I can think of him as I'm, like, I'm, like, writing, and I go, oh, I'm wearing the shirt wearing my dad. Oh, okay, cool. Then my dad would make this funny joke right here, and I would do oh. that. But, I guess, I mean, but, actually, thinking about it more, if there is, like, a... If I did have to, say, like, pick a superhero that was, like, influential for... I don't know why. That'd be a I weird. didn't ask you to do that, but feel free. Feel I know. Free. Well, it's, it's... I'm looping it around. I okay, know how, yeah, around. Yeah, let me take the scenic route a little bit. But, like, um... In terms of, like, a creative inspiration, it, if I had to be like, this one is the creative inspiration, it would probably be Spider-Man, because I just, I don't know. I think, um, those kind of stories are more interesting when people are, like, teenagers and everything else is, tra- like, it, there's so much transition in everything else, and then yeah. you throw in this other big thing, um. Yeah, so sort
0: of a scrappy young lad like yourself.
1: Yeah, I, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Well, gosh, um you know, I didn't think we'd be uh drinking like this this early on the podcast. This is only episode two. yeah, um, but we've got some nice little blood orange ciders that kind of taste like if a mimosa were had like sawdust in it.
1: Mm. Well, uh, you said it was musty, and then I said <laughs> I
0: called it musty. <laughs>
1: and I said it was a musta. Yeah. I just wanted to let the world know that I said that.
0: Um, we went to college together. We did. This is true. For like, well, you only went for three whole years. But yeah. you did graduate in those three whole years.
1: I did, yes.
0: Um.
1: Feels like two and a half, just with
0: <laughs> Yeah. everything
1: going on. Um,
0: and I met you as a playwright, mm-hmm. but also a musical theater major. Yes. And I feel like the times have changed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, that it was a very interesting, kind of, I guess, first two years, um, as I kind of like, <clears throat> cause I feel like you go in, uh, go into theater when you live, cause I grew, I grew up in a small town in Ohio, not a lot of, uh, theater. So there are very specific avenues with which you can experience theater as like a kid Actor, uh, like crew member. I guess like sometimes and some like other designer roles or like a um or like a or like a dancer kind of thing. So <clears throat> but like performer and designer slash like crew, I feel like are the two main avenues in like a small town
0: yeah. in the
1: Midwest that you can that you get introduced to theater. And if you're lucky, you'll get some really good programs that kind of veer off and do yeah. some other things, too. I so, would say
0: to a degree, even crew was lucky for kids.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got lucky, and I was able to um, <clears throat> be, like, a, a stage management apprentice at uh, Van Playhouse for, like, a few years, which was really fun. I got to, That was the only apprenticeship that was in the rehearsal room the whole time, so that was really cool to be able to kind of be hanging out in there, and I learned through that that I never want to be a stage manager. Um... <laughs> so much respect for what they do but i it would stress me out yeah. so much uh-huh. but um but yeah so i went in kind of being like oh um i wanted wanted to perform my whole life i was i'm going to go and that's what i'm going to do but i'm also going to write cuz that's a thing that um i enjoy but it's not going to be my main thing. And I actually picked Marymount because it was letting me do writing as well. So like me <laughs> the, the, like the signs were all there and kind of screaming at me. And it just, you know how those things kind of work. It just took until the right moment for me to go, Oh, okay, wait, no, this is what I want to do. And I haven't really looked back since I had a, my sophomore year. I had a existential crisis in a tap class Where it went from me going... Because I was never a good tapper. I was always, like, uh, a ballet dancer and jazz dancer, primarily. Um, And it went from what my initial attitude was of, okay, well, I'll just keep working at this and then I'll get better at tap to one day I just, in my brain, was just like, oh, this is hard. Well, that's okay because I'm never going to use this anyway. And, like, that moment I was just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) like,
0: That's a crazy thing to realize about something that you're paying, like you know, however many thousands of dollars a year
1: to to study. Yeah, well, I was all... Like, that to me wasn't as much of the, a thought just because I was already kind of taking out... Like, I was going to be oh, in some yeah. sort of debt regardless. Yeah, yeah. Didn't come from a... Not from a family that was able to be like, oh, we're going to let, let us just pay your college here. But I'm very grateful that I do come from a family where my parents were very much like... They could have very easily have just said, hey... Why don't you go to like Ohio State or something and you could still Do you kind mean of the Ohio oh, State? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no one come at me all my like and, all my entire high school that went to Ohio State University, don't come at me. But um that was still a rough I think that was the and going off of that, that that realization and the like I think I called my parents like within minutes of leaving yeah. the dance class to be like, I think I I think I'm gonna do this, and I don't know. I just need I was like, I just need you to tell me that I, it's not a bad choice. And they were immediately like, nope, you're good. Like <laughs> we feel like this is the right the right call.
0: Do you feel I'm saying this because I feel this. Do you feel like pressure because of like the ways that your your family has made this sort of career path possible for you? Like, not necessarily, like, pressure from- coming from them, but, like, I constantly am thinking about, like, oh, shit, like, other people have put, like, time and resources into this for me. I better, like, be good at what I do.
1: Not- I wouldn't say I feel pressure, because I think- Lucky. (laughs) Well, I just- it's just in the way that they've- they've just- Communicate. Been made very clear that like, I am not the one to think about the the money that they put in. Like my an an example of this kind of sort of is my dad designs a lot of my logos for a lot of my plays. My dad is a graphic designer. Anyone needs a graphic designer. My dad's amazing. Kevin
0: Barry. Hit yes,
1: him um, and I've. Because sometimes I will be like, hi, Dad, I need this today. Here's this very specific thing, and I know you have a full-time job. Can you do this today? And he'll be like, yeah, let me see what I can do. And I've offered to, like, Venmo him some money for it because yeah. it's what he does. And he's always like, nope. And I, I've i never tried to send it to him, but I'm confident that if I Venmoed him money, Come he right would back. send it right back. Yeah. Um. So it's not as much of, like, because... of. The pressure and the, oh, I better be good because I, they, I just, I, I don't know. I'm just not worried about that. I think for me it is more of a, just a, it's a gratitude and like a, I want to give back and show them that what they did was worth it. Not in a, oh no, was it worth it? Just in a, I can't wait. Like when I think about, you know, everyone has those like images of like, what they're going to say when they get, like, this X award. I think about, I don't know if I've told them this, actually, so this will be cool for them to discover on this podcast. Um, I think about not really as much of the speech as when I walk off stage. And the three of them, my parents and my sister, are the first people that I see, and we get to kind of celebrate that together. Yeah. Um, or like the, the this is so silly, but like the the cut from my speech to them in the audience kind of thing. Like those are the moments I think about more. And you know, I have a running list of people, most of them family, who if I ever were to find myself in a position where I have large sums of money who will be getting checks no yeah. matter what and they don't they can't say anything about it, they will be getting checks. And of course my parents are on that list. So yeah, I wouldn't say a pressure as much as just kind of like a oh man, I can't wait for whatever. I want and they're gonna say you don't need that moment, do it for yourself, but like it's a oh man, I want that moment of like the just being able to say, Hey you guys, you guys uh bet on the right
0: horse. <laughs> kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah. I did it. Um, I wanna circle back to the Midwest, uh being that we're both from there we're from sort of rival yeah. states ohio and uh, michigan which is kind of a colder slightly less farmlandy ohio with like more water around it mm-hmm. um and I also want to circle back to your dad who I feel like we've talked a lot about already uh in this episode
1: I don't know if my dad is aware of how much of just like a, a like character like a mystical character he is in my friend group of just these random stories about him i don't know if he knows that he everyone knows about my dad even if they haven't met him
0: he knows now yeah we all follow him on instagram yeah you should too i'm not gonna i mean maybe i'll tag your dad i don't know if he wants that that. (laughs) I'll, i'll ask him before beforehand um well a mystical character in your friend group and also like Perhaps somewhat of a literal character in your in your work as yeah. a playwright.
1: Yeah, I should preface this too because I feel like I need to say this because um, both parents serve very specific and uh, important roles in kind of my artistic journey, um, and I think it's just. I think my, my mother has a lot of the, like, the, the practical sides of how I work and kind of the plan. Like, I call her when I'm like, I don't know what's, what to do, what's going on. But the reason that I think my dad comes out, um, in the work as much as he does is because, um, my dad was the, like, he was, I grew up just seeing him create, um, and I think also that I I think and only recently have I started to realize that, oh, you aren't like obligated to do the thing that you're good at as like your career. But like when I was a kid growing up, I was like, I saw that my dad drew and that he wanted to draw at one point he'd like have been working on, like he's had like a comic book character that he then kind of started messing around with maybe write, writing a book about and like all these things. And so I think that he... Um, I grew up seeing him be creative, and I kind of also, maybe a little bit. I'm like, oh man, I wish my dad would've been able to do those things. But like, I'll do these things. Like, I'll go do these things. Um, because he he passed down these gifts, and now I have these things. But that was a pivot, just because I wanted to say, I love you, mom, and talk about dad for a little bit. But I love you so much. Um, <laughs> but. Um, uh, Yes, but his... So, my dad is a a a version of my dad exists in my play, uh, Songs My Dad Sings Loudly in the Car. um, Which is about uh, a father and son, Ted and Mark, uh, driving home from the hospital, visiting their father slash grandfather, who is sick with cancer. um, And kind of just how they grappling with them grieving in very different ways and like how that can be hard to like, kind of come together in a situation like that when the ways that you grieve are different, um, among a bunch of other things and just kind of like growing up in transition. Um, but, um, yeah, he kind of, the, the character is, is based off of him, but it kind of veers off and, its own way, which I feel like, um, I don't know, unless you're writing explicitly about explicit true events and you're not going to veer at all and your job is to, like, completely recreate it, I feel like it's kind of the writer's obligation to not hold the character to what the real person was and to when they need to veer off, let them veer off yeah. and let them become who they want to be. Because Ted is not... My dad, I think Ted handles things and handles grief in a way that um my dad handled much better (laughs) like ted kind of like is like more a little bit more deceptive and like lies to his son um all out of like weirdly out of love and it makes sense when you read the play but uh um and I have to like tell my dad because he's like, I'm so excited. I don't want to read it. I just want to see it. And, like, I have to remind my dad every time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey dad, this person, it's not you.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is not you. This is not how I perceive you. Right,
1: um, And I also, I think it's also good whenever, if I have other people in, or people, if I base people off of, characters off of people in my life and then also have myself in there, I bring myself down to that level too. I give the character of myself things to be shitty or complicated or like sometimes even when I'm like dealing with, depending on who I'm dealing with and the situation, I'm like, okay, I need to make myself completely the bad guy to even feel not guilty about kind of doing some of these things with this. Yeah. Um, which then it's fun to learn different things about yourself through that. Um, I'm also, I'm trailing off from your initial question. I'm realizing, that okay. I hope all this is helpful, yeah. but, um, which that kind of similar, that similar, uh like making myself making myself the bad guy was kind of how uh in my web series um when i was like i'm gonna be in it and i'm gonna be a main like a main character it. yeah i was kind of like the only way i can feel bad not self-inserting myself as this main character and like not feel bad is if i make myself an asshole and he
0: is and he became an asshole yeah hey professor web series um, all six episodes on YouTube. All six episodes on YouTube, which I do want to also talk to you about.
1: Yeah, I kind of had like little branches of, co- of yeah, tangents, but yeah, can pull it back.
0: Um, I do. I mean, my rule when I base a character off of someone is generally just like, well, that person can never read or see this play. Um, <laughs> but
1: like, I think as when I as I'm starting to like because Song of My sings loudly in the car is my first play. I'd written like a bunch of plays before that and I think this is the first one where I'm like this is me as a writer this is this is the the template maybe not in form or in content but in like like what I'm putting I'm sure that was great over the mic but like in oh, like yeah. soul spitting and in just like soul love spitting. this yeah. is the template and um so that's the one I'm going to be, like, sending places. And so I feel like I'm at a point where I could probably get away with that, with the, no this person will never see it in college when I was writing a bunch of different things. But, mm-hmm. like, I want this play to be seen by people. So eventually, and if my dad wants, you know, my dad, both parents who want to be very involved <laughs> in my career um, in terms of supporting and viewing things are going to see it. And so it's, like, one of those things where... um i kind of have to either prep them or just like be mindful of how i craft these characters and um and i'm also more mindful i think of how and what stories i'm telling and from like if i do take from real life like what perspectives um i'm able to take and like what things i should leave out and like how i should change things and like when to make it very clear these are different people and so, and then I think in a rehearsal room, only mentioning, I like would try, I think I would like probably try to like only mention real life things when it's re- like when it's relevant for context and then just let them kind of yeah. grow into their own thing. But yeah, I definitely get that kind of instinct too, to be like, ah, nope, sorry. You just can't, <laughs> can't read it. Yeah.
0: Do you ever think about that while things are happening to you?
1: That like, oh, this be a play?
0: Like, this might be a play one day? Not that much. Not that much anymore, because I'm
1: kind of over-writing things about things in the moment.
0: Not even, like, not necessarily, like, an event so much. I think I mean, like, sometimes I will, like, experience an emotion... And I'll be like, I need to hold on to this and remember what this feels like so that I can
1: so, I guess channel it. Maybe. I don't know. I think I think there are points and things that I experience where I'm like, I could see myself reflecting back on this in five years and maybe writing something from it. But I don't I don't think I can know I I think it's hard for me to see the magnitude of events mm. which sounds so like artsy <laughs> and gross, but like just like what which events are gonna be big and influential in my life and which ones aren't. And I think yeah. when I try to do that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Cause like a lot of one of the reasons why I, I've been wanting to write something about my um so Songs Madison's Out in the car while also Ted is based off of my dad. Also based off of um, my grandfather, who and a kind of a dedication to my grandfather, who actually passed away of cancer uh, when I was eighteen, like my first semester of college. And I wanted to write about that, like probably since it happened, like I would, like like I was thinking like I don't know, and it just never felt right. And then everything finally from very really random places kind of clicked into place, and I had the angle that I wanted to write about my dad, and that took like three years
0: yeah
1: um and I and like the event kind of that I think about with that is I just wrote when I was in, like 16 I wrote like a like a writing prompt on some website I wrote like a one sentence story and my grandpa said Max you're a really good actor but I don't know I think you're gonna be a writer was the thing he said
0: <sighs> he and I like way.
1: immediately shut that down I was like I was like, because I like, I was like, no, no, what you're telling me? I'm gonna be something different than what I think I'm gonna be right now at 16. Of course, I'm just <laughs> gonna be an actor. And he was the my dad is like had like said that too and kind of echoed that sentiment. But like I remember, he was the first person to say. Because writing, looking back on it, I had been writing and making stories longer than I had been an actor. But at the time, writing felt like my second thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was the first person to say, "Hey, no, you're gonna be a writer." uh um, and so now i can think back on that and be like whoa so like i think if i had tried to write and well and even i think even even in the when it happened and then like later like because you know when he passed away i could still see that i could still think about that but like it wasn't for another two years to where i stopped being in the musical theater program so then it took that for me to realize oh wait he's right yeah. And that kind of fueled writing this play. So I had to like wait for this new bit to even begin conceiving of mm. this play. And he, and, he, and he died before I um, dropped out of the musical theater program. So he never got to see that he was right. Yeah. And I think that kind of fueled that script. Um, and I, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had been like, I'm going to write my first idea yeah. um, about that. Did I answer your question? I don't remember the initial question. I don't
0: remember either. Um, We're a little bit over time here, so I think this might just be a two-parter. We're going to roll right into a second episode.
1: Oh, goodness. All right. Sorry, guys. I talk a lot.
0: Tune in next time uh, or a few times from now. We'll see with this release schedule to hear about Max's web series some upcoming projects and find out who max barry's artist crush is we'll see you next time